Giant Monsters Podcast, where I truly believe that you broke into the wrong goddamn rec room. Pardon my French. And this is the first episode of Fan Month. I'm Rob. I'm Cameron. And I'm Kyle. <laughs> and today, we're talking about Trimmers. We're finally here, Trimmers. boys. We made it. <laughs> it's our. It's an On the Fringe episode. Uh, and it's been voted... It, these... The list of options were decided on by our patrons, and uh, the votes were decided on by a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, a lot of people voted this time around. Four tremors. It was like 58, right, at the end? <laughs> yeah. I think it was 58. And we were close to like 50% of the votes going towards tremors, so a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good, old, good old boy fans out there, you yep. know? <laughs> Everybody loves a dumb cowboy. Uh, <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> a Save dumb. a worm, ride a cowboy. It's the song. You <laughs> Save see. a cowboy, write a dumb cowboy. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> that's thinking ahead, right? Um, yeah, uh, this was as you said. It was like over fifty percent of the vote went to this. I think second place was GMK. Correct? Uh, um, yes. Come, trailing from behind was GMK. I took a screenshot of all of the uh, where we were at stat wise. You want to re- uh, want me to read that off? Sure. Uh, all right. So let's see here. So yeah, with fifty percent of the votes, uh, we have uh, trimmers, followed by a twenty-five percent of the vote with GMK. Uh, Twenty million miles to Earth uh, was below that. Then we had another one, uh, Deep Rising on the Fringe. Another one that honestly I just want to check out sometime. Oh, it's great. Um, it's really good. And then uh, then we had Black Scorpion uh, also <laughs> in there. So a lot of someday yeah, Scorpy su- supremely good choices all, but, uh, but, uh, trimmers, uh, wriggled out in front and <laughs> slammed its head into a concrete wall and, and exploded died. into a bunch of, uh, meaty, meaty, uh, sweet potato filling. um and i do want to say uh as i always say with these votes uh guess what we will all we will be covering all of those things at some point in the future (laughs) can we it's not necessarily a what we will cover it's a when will we cover i guess (laughs) real quick i want to step out in front of this there are i believe three graboids in the film four four okay the one that runs into concrete full speed and dies i think that one we should name kevin that, okay, yeah, I can see that. Well, they're all a little bit Kevin. They're all a little Kevin, but that's but that one specifically. That's is a very, very Kevin. Kevin thing to it's do. It's a very Kevin, yeah. a big Kevin energy on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. BKE, um, like the kids say. Oh, BKE. But before we do that, as always, we have news. This time we actually do have news, not like last the episode. News. <laughs> okay, so the first piece of news that we have is actually one that I almost missed going back to get. Um, so, uh, you know, we have, we have a kaiju game coming out called Dawn of the Monsters. We covered it, uh, uh from G-Fest. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Yeah. I yeah. forgot so, about this one entirely. Uh, what we did not know 
is there is another kaiju game in development by another indie studio. Yeah. Uh, and this thing has actually been in, like posts of go- of this going on for like several months, and I guess it just never got shared in like our like our sphere of like influence or anything like that. Um, to be fair, they didn't so, hashtag uh, what it it kaiju, is... so that's not my, that's not on us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so its name is Gigabash. Um, and it is, uh, a city smashing game. Uh, it's like a top down game. Uh, it's an arena brawler. Yes. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to have giant monsters and heroes. Mm -hmm. So it's going to have some Ultraman types, I assume. So imagine Um, the trailer that they've shown so far. Imagine a pudgy little, uh, Kamada-kun. Oh going around oh no 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 no! that's a different game oh, is that that's a different next. one oh I'm yeah sorry. this is the one this is the one where you see the the monster with the giant lava fist yes beating okay. up the city yeah okay yeah. never mind i i <laughs> sorry jump the gun there but this one is also very very good yeah so um and that monster's name is goro gong by the way oh uh, is he pudgy <laughs> he's he's quite uh, fit oh, okay yeah he's 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 pretty fit i'll accept uh, he's an, he's an ancient monster who has been hibernating inside a hawaiian volcano he was meant to wake up at the next uh, in the next ice age. Instead, he gets a rude awakening and takes his anger out on everything and everyone <laughs> on, in his way. <laughs> Just like me before my coffee, am I right? Hashtags same big dude, same energy. All right. Uh, what are the other ones? What, are, what else are the kids saying I these days? I think you got them. I think you got them all. Dang it. <laughs> But anyway, um, it looks really cool. We'll share the link in the Twitter to their official uh, their official Twitter account. Uh, there's not too many videos of it yet, but yeah, you do see there's a couple of videos of like him, like showing off smashing buildings and yeah. stuff like that, um, and some uh, concept art for some of the other monsters, I believe, and the the other heroes <laughs> that are going to be in the game. Uh, but it's really crazy that we're getting two like indie studio developed kaiju games, like. Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of three because there's one after. There's another one here too because we have the side scroller one that we saw at uh, at G Fest. There's mm-hmm. this one, and then there's the one that's we're about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so this one it's not a full uh, full release. Uh, no, it's like game. a fun little side thing, you know. Well, what it is is there's this game called Dreams that's coming out for the PS4. Yeah, and what you can do in that game is basically create your own game with the assets that are in the game. Uh, and somebody who has been messing around with it made this little demo of a kaiju game, essentially. Yeah. And it's you play as this chubby little comet, like he looks like Kamatakun yeah. from Shin Godzilla. You can pick up and, ships and bite into them. Oh, you can shoot a giant laser. What? You can jump. Yeah, he shoots cool the Shin laser too. Yeah. It's it's the actual like laser beam. Good for him. Um, and like it wears yeah. out and gets like weaker and weaker, and then just becomes fire and then. Uh, like I don't know dust. if it does that. I don't. I don't think it does. That. It does. Does do it? That. Well, it does. Okay. It does start off purple and like get like green and then turn tiny and go pip, 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 and like sputter out. Oh, and then he coughs. <laughs> it's super cute. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's super it's super cute. Um, it's yeah. a, it, I think the, I think Kotaku is the one who first pointed it out, like found out about it. Yeah. Um, but it, it looks really really fun. Like I don't know if like you're gonna be able to download other people's games in the game Dream or not. Yeah, surely. Uh, but if of, you are, that sounds awesome. Yeah, kind <laughs> of how Dreams works is like it's just a big shared network, so you can scroll through anyone's games and download them. It it's, sounds like Little Big Planet. Yeah, except yeah, way more advanced. It, uh, Dreams is really really cool. Uh, I haven't spent a lot of time like diving into it, but like there's a lot of just like 
fun little projects that people have worked on and like it, yeah. it's cool stuff uh probably rife for a lawsuit because people just recreate games that they have played before in the system and so that's probably i'm sure gonna upset nintendo at some point because well, there's for I mean, sure a mario game on there <laughs> little big planet got away with it like a lot yeah, there was a lot true. of mario is it transformative in... enough Ooh, that's a good question that's the thing uh let's ask yeah. our lawyer friend <laughs> uh, i'll have head. to i'll have to i'll have to email the legal geeks after this <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, uh, so those look really, really cool. Um, I, I, I don't. We'll find the we'll find the Kotaku link to that that uh, that silly Kamatakun game. I don't know oh, if yeah. I sent the direct link or not into the chat, but silly. Uh, we'll find I think it you mean it. this work of wonderful. Art. <laughs> oh no, I mean it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. I just <laughs> should be in the Louvre. <laughs> don't get it twisted, Cameron. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But anyway, um, so moving on to our next piece of news here. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm going to read this direct quote from Gormaru Island because I think it sums up all of our feelings uh, on this matter. <laughs> so Gormaru tweets, Ah, finally, a little break after this whole King of the Monsters madness <laughs> from production to finish. Now to sit back and re-GI informant. It's... Godzilla vs. Kong product toy line reports 2020 or slowly <laughs> <laughs> starting oh. to surface. <laughs> Here we go again, everybody. <laughs> one day um, one day there will be rest for us. One day. <laughs> one day we will rest. Um, so what we found out is that... Uh, Legendary and Toho uh, signed a toy line partner for Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, which is uh, Playmates Toys Limited. Okay. Um, so they're, they're huge at making toys overseas, not so much in the States, but uh, they, are, they are known for making more like kid-friendly toys. Like, yeah. not, you know, not like... Not like really detailed figures or anything like that, mm. but to be perfectly honest, like kid friendly toys have been kind of lacking as far as the legendary monster verse is concerned. The closest we got with the Jack specific with mm. the last release, big so, chewable fists on all the monsters. <laughs> <gasps> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could get like King Kong in the style of the Marvel superhero squad. Oh yeah, with, like, that's what I was feet, thinking. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, like there's also like a, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like the Megazord that they have. That's like a bunch. It's like a big command center Megazord, yeah. and you put the little Power Rangers figures on it, and they all fit into different spots on it and stuff like Super that. Super good. Yeah, it's very very cool. So anyway, um, we don't know. Like I said, it is mostly overseas. But they do have a U.S. branding, so it is possible that those toys will make it make their way over here. Um, but um, you know, uh, it, 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 there the, things are ramping up essentially. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we knew that it was going to happen. I mean, uh, still the rumors are saying next month is going to be the first trailer uh, with Joker uh, in theaters. Um, so I mean, it could. Uh, it, it's gonna go crazy for us soon we all knew the new the with godzilla versus kong releasing so quickly we knew that it was gonna <laughs> it was gonna hit us faster than we all wanted it to i think mm-hmm. um but uh yeah so that's that's what we know uh i mean we do know of course still uh godzilla versus kong is still set for march of 2020 so yeah. um yeah it's it's all gonna build up <laughs> um gorsh um gorsh 
So this piece of news is actually one of the most exciting, actually, I think, that we have today, other than those two games. I think this is the one that I was super excited to talk about. So um, as we all know, Mill Creek is releasing the Ultraman series <gasps> yes. on Blu-ray and DVD. So what we actually got just recently was a full release schedule up until summer of 2020 of what is coming out and when. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm just going to go through it. Uh, starting in October, we have, of course, the two we already knew about, Ultra Q and Ultraman, the original series. Uh, the next month, literally a month later, uh, we have three things releasing. You have Ultra 7, Ultraman Orb, the series and the movie, and Ultraman Geed, the series and the movie, all coming in November of this year. Uh, then they take a little break, uh, and it goes to spring of next year. Hmm. And we've got Return of Ultraman, Ultraman Red Slash Blue, our, our, our red and blue uh, series and the movie ultra fight orb and Ultraman ace all coming in spring 2020. And then <laughs> in summer 2020, we have Ultraman tarot, Ultraman Leo, Ultraman zero series and movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ultraman X series and movie. So that's a lot. of it's ultras. A gr- <laughs> It's a great time to be an Ultraman fan. And it's also a great time for someone like me who has never gotten into the series before to start getting into it because they're all coming my way. By the like, way, I don't have to wait. <laughs> I'm I'm vaguely offended. I need to bring this up. No one mentioned that Ultraman Taiga is just like a bodybuilder that flexes a lot and like deflects oh, yeah. lasers by flexing at them. Not, no one said anything to <laughs> I'm me. I'm sorry, Rob. I failed you. I don't know how we got to this far in our friendship without anyone mentioning that to me. So just want to throw <laughs> that out there. It's like a really like a deep insult. So, well, you have to wait a little bit for Tiger wow. because it's not on the release schedule. But no, I know, but one day I would imagine. Day. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, we're they seem to be wanting to get these out really fast. I really, I honestly <laughs> thought all we were going to have was Ultra Q and Ultraman for like the rest of this year, and then we were going to get like two more next year or something like that. Yeah, but they're like, <laughs> we're getting three in November. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of know? ultras out there, and they're all they're all coming. <laughs> um. So I, I think that, uh, you know, everyone was excited that Mill Creek got the Ultraman series to release. But yes. I think we can officially say, like, it was a very good thing that they got the mm-hmm. Ultraman series to <laughs> Oh, yeah. Didn't realize they were going to release it so hard. <laughs> I'm really... Pushing it for SummerSlam, you know? <laughs> there was, a, there was a, a video I, like, retweeted a while ago. Eric actually worked on, like, some of the, like, art for it. Um, but someone broke down, like, the special effects of the first episode of Ultra Q. And it's, like really wildly inventive like it's really good yeah. stuff like top-notch editing for like a 60s tv show uh i will i guess i should retweet that at some point because that's also really really yeah. good work it's i i retweeted it in the past but i can't remember it off the top of my head but it's it's super good just tweet like a again. a breakdown of how amazing ultra q is and it, it made me super excited to watch that I'm super. I'm super pumped, uh, specifically for for Ultra Q. Yeah, because like it, it sounds like something that like is uh, something I would be into. Because it's yeah. it's not. It's basically Ultraman just without Ultraman there. Well, it's it's X Files. Like, it's Super I X Files. Yeah, because yeah, each exactly. episode is a new weird thing, but like with Japanese suitmation special effects. Yeah, it's and Cameron, you said some of the it. monsters cross over to the first Ultraman series, uh-huh. right? Yeah, like um, I think Pigmon first shows up in Ultra Q. The one that's all cut up with his eyes all weird. He's there too. He's got a tube head. He's got like an eye here and here, and he's got like 
the weird like orange slices through them. I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh well, never mind then. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you. That's my purse. <laughs> That's my purse. I don't know you, <laughs> but you can have it because you're hard to look at. Um, needless to say, uh, the cast will be buying all of these uh, as they come out. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> thanks to our lovely patrons. But uh, yeah. yeah, we will be getting all of these and uh, you know reviewing them in some shape or form at some point in the future. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it, it, we, we 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 got our cherry popped with Ultraman last month, so you know we got. <laughs> I know you guys are giving me a weird face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, so uh, the last actual piece of news that we have this uh, this week is uh, about King of the Monsters. Um, so King of the Monsters is doing really, really well uh, with its home video release already from oh. Redbox. Um, yeah, for Redbox, and then I've also seen some reports of like how well it's selling on Blu-ray oh, right. and stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of getting second legs, hmm. uh, surprisingly with it. I mean, not really surprising. I guess I kind of expected it, but, um, well, cause you know, there's the, you know, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, I'm going to rent a movie from Redbox. I heard it was okay. Yeah. You know, and rent it from Redbox than it is to like go pay $60 to go see it in like a, yeah. a movie theater, yeah. you know? <laughs> also, I think the, like the so bad it's good crowd and the, so dumb it's fun crowd are gonna like eat more easily be like be tempted to just rent something yeah. for a week yeah. and night you know like yeah it's exactly. less of an affair because it's just like at your house yeah. um i, I mean trust was, me <laughs> go ahead uh, i did rent the uh, uh i've been watching like i've been having movie nights with my mom recently all right uh and that was one of the like movies she was like oh i haven't seen this yet and i was like oh did you listen to the episode like and she's like episode and i was like the podcast that I've been on for a while now, and she's like, "Oh, I don't listen to that, honey." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." So then we started watching the movie, and like we got the Blu-ray version from Redbox, and it had never been rented before, and yet still, it, like as soon as we got to the Boston fight, like as soon as Godzilla started or Millie Bobby Brown starts to run away from Ghidorah, right? Then all of a sudden, like uh-huh. it freeze, it, it froze glitched to uh like a random scene where it was like millie bobby brown being pulled out of like the bathtub glitched again yeah glitched again and there was burning godzilla like trying to walk (laughs) his way up to to Ghidorah and my mom was like well this is a weird editing choice and i was like mom no please i promise no there's something wrong with the dvd so i had to like recount what happened in between those periods because you couldn't get it to work like no. did you try and go back and like yeah we rewound we t- i tried all my little tricks i even tried cleaning the blu-ray which i've never like it was didn't look dirty did you put it's toothpaste a blu-ray on it? yeah <laughs> i literally yeah. just put a bunch of toothpaste on it and put it back in and then it stopped playing all together so well, that's oh yeah yeah <laughs> that might do it did you yep, put more toothpaste into the i then squeezed itself. some yeah. yeah some toothpaste into the blu-ray player yeah okay and that didn't, that work, didn't, no, didn't I mean, work either I definitely agree with you, like on the so bad it's good thing. I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, I've been waiting for these two to come to Redbox because I want to rent them and watch them and tear them apart. Oh yeah, uh, Men in Black International and Ooh. Dark Phoenix are both yes <laughs> in Redbox. Or... Yeah, like yeah. I think those, it's way easier to be like, <laughs> hey, we're gonna spend like five bucks to not. How much is it for? It's, it's... yeah, it's like two or three dollars yeah. depending if it's dvd or blu-ray so it's like you know like i'm gonna spend i'm gonna spend three bucks tonight to go rent a movie for all five of us the whole family 
for us to watch, right. like sit down and watch, than it is for me to buy a ten dollar ticket per you know child to go watch a movie in the theater that's yeah. kind of uncomfortable. So I think yeah, like you know, it's just like like the movie <laughs> we're going to talk about today. It didn't do like it didn't do aces in the box office, but then became like way more popular once it came to video, or in this case, Blu-ray. Yep. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I, I think. I think it'll be. I think. I think it'll do fine. I, I mean, it's once again as we as we've stated multiple times, it was not an actual box office failure. It was just a mediocre box office. It was return. just fine. Yeah. 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 It was fine. It wasn't great. Wasn't amazing. It was just fine. It was yeah. fine. Um, and that doesn't kill franchises. Just fine doesn't kill franchises. It doesn't kill when franchises. Movie, it just kills Rodan. I will say <laughs> when when Hellboy when Hellboy came out and it like you know it was a almost one hundred fifty dollar million dollar movie and it made like sixty in the box office. That kills a franchise. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Guys, I just after I watched like the second Hellboy movie because I never watched the most recent one. I was kind of like, I think that this would work better as like a series of short like vignette films. Absolutely. You know, like put the same budget behind it, but just make it like three short stories that maybe culminate in like, oh, they're all tied together. You mean like the Hellboy yeah. comic books? Yeah, yeah, it exactly. Out, yeah, it turns out that that like you know storytelling style works really well if it's kept in like the way that's told originally. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go on about that for a long time, but oh, I do fair. actually want to say one thing about that uh, that's definitely true about that as well with Hellboy specifically is Hellboy is not always about end of the world like. No apocalyptic yeah. like hellboy is going to become the king of the you know no. whatever some yeah. of the best like, hellboy that's... comics are hellboy got drunk was wandering around fell through uh, like a like a you know second story balcony into like a crypt right. below like a new york apartment and had to like punch a weird zombie from a a, a crypt keeper-esque thing yeah ah, dang it <laughs> or that one time that we spent a whole issue just listening to people talk about how cool hellboy is yeah he's just a swell guy <laughs> what a swell dude what a swell dude. What a swell um, fella. Okay. So before we get to Tremors, which we do have a movie to talk about. What? Um, <laughs> we we did actually get a review, and I'm so sorry. I always say, like, oh, read it on the cast. And I missed this one. Uh, so this was from way back on July 20th. Uh, uh, so about a month, uh, month and a half ago. Um, and it is from someone named Pia Pete. Uh and it's Kyle, Robin, Cameron may have the funniest podcast about giant monsters out there. If you like kaiju, then this podcast is for you. Hey. So, yay. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, That's our name. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I do love how Marissa wasn't mentioned. <laughs> oh, well, she's been it's out so for sad. a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, speaking of which, yeah, she she will be on an episode very, very soon, everyone. She's uh, coming. We are we're going to figure it out uh how how we can make it work um but anyway um so are we ready to talk about uh these uh these things that are underground Kyle I'm always ready to talk about these big worms hmm <laughs> you know I think I will be ready but only after a quick break yeah <laughs> see that was the that was my build up to us and we play the outro music here I don't understand no, go ahead and just live you... edit this I'm going to go no, you got to say your thing, Rob. Well, you got to say the thing. Huh? The, you got to oh, say the thing. Oh. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. The monster will destroy us all. Prehistoric monster. The monster will destroy us all. Sure, look at that monster. The monster will destroy us all. Prehistoric. 
about worms 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 and what's what's in the worm it opens its mouth and what comes out more worms more worms more worms wearing cowboy hats wearing little cowboy hats (laughs) shooting little guns in the air did you guys find it weird when there was that whole subplot where they like they find that one trimmer inside of a a box inside of a building and it starts singing but only when val can see it and then whenever anyone else trying to make money off of this graboid but no one can look no one he spins he spins the last few like strands of sandy he has left to bury the the box again and then like doom some man a thousand years in the future to find that singing graboid again rough stuff yeah Um, real real kafka-esque yeah, but I don't know if that's the right way to use that word. That's probably. This feels close. It feels right. Hey, speaking of Kafka esque, why don't we <laughs> break down talk the plot. about the plot of this movie? <laughs> why don't we turn into a fly? Yeah, and talk so about Kevin this Bacon movie. wakes up and he's been turned into a graboid. <laughs> um, so the plot of Tremors, and I'm gonna step in front of my bias. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. It, yeah because it's very good <laughs> that's fair it's very yeah. good um yeah so uh the plot revolves around these uh these two cow pokes named val and earl uh val is played by kevin bacon and earl is played by that one guy that we've seen in a bunch of movies not the punisher not the punisher but looks like he could be the punisher's dad he yeah he he's absolutely <laughs> he's <laughs> <laughs> um man i wonder if he is the punisher's dad um, no he's not i mean frank castle not not john Burke. <laughs> oh, um, oh oh not john bernthal uh yeah so um so val and earl uh live in the small town of perfection nevada and one day they start to notice some strange happenings some rumblings some rumblings and some tumblings there's a, a geologist who's come to investigate suspicious seismic activity weird stuff happening in nevada um but val and earl just try to go about their lives uh but then people start getting killed, both directly and indirectly by these big, what we'll soon find out are great big worms. These big old big boys. Big old big worms. Um, uh, yeah, we have a, over the course of a few encounters with some very impressive practical effects and some brilliant switching between um, a live set and seamless editing to miniatures. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, eventually they uh, figure out the rules of how the Graboid works and find a way to defeat their big, fleshy, sluggy adversaries one by one, only to fight them again over the course of like five more movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. that's pretty succinct. That's a good, that's a good short plot there. Yeah, I, I didn't like want to, I mean, really only one thing happens. It's just, it happens in really interesting ways. Oh, yes. also we are introduced for the first time. To Bert, Bert Gummer, Bert uh, Gummer. Michael uh, Michael Gross, the Gross, Michael Gross, Gross. I think I think uh, it's Gross. Boy, New oh boy, friend of the cast, Michael Gross. What a hero! What a hero! I only recognize <laughs> I only recognize this guy from this franchise, and he is the face of this franchise. And he loves this franchise. Loves and I love it. him for it. <laughs> oh, him and his wife Reba McIntyre. Also Reba McIntyre. Oh have, yes, Reba McIntyre. Yeah, they are the resident gun nuts, and so they give us a lot of the weapons that well, fail to 
they're kill the graboids. Yeah, <laughs> we can get into them when we get into character. Yes. Yeah, we're which we're about to do. Yeah, I just really didn't want to gloss <laughs> over Reba McIntyre's role in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually realize it was her yeah. until like I was watching it and I like had IMDb open on my phone and yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what? This was my one shot <laughs> fancy, and I didn't want to let her down. <laughs> <laughs> um well cool do you want me to start breaking down these characters rob i wish you would all right per, uh, first off we have a uh, val played by kevin bacon uh oh. small actor maybe you've heard of him a man who did not want to be in this movie when he first got contracted to be in it because he's an idiot and then uh apparently has now uh changed his mind and looks back on this film fondly and says this is the most fun he's ever had recording a movie yeah um he's was this, real quick was this before or after footloose uh after after mm-hmm. so uh kevin bacon plays a uh bemulleted uh straw-haired uh individual mm. he's kind of like a uh you know just a, a handyman a cowboy handyman that just does whatever he can to make money in uh yeah in val and perfection. earl are just guys that do stuff yes which anyone who has family in small southern towns we all we all know these guys <laughs> Um, he's, you know, uh, like surprisingly, he's super resourceful throughout the the whole movie, despite being kind of like portrayed as like the younger, goofier companion of the two. He's real dumb. Um, but he, yeah, he's, you know, he he's my favorite, ahead. very specific kind of like clever dumb. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to be out tomorrow by a worm kind of character. Yeah. Where he's, he's being clever out of spite. <laughs> yes. Spitefully <laughs> clever. <laughs> that's definitely uh <laughs> that's a big mood um the next the next person we have is earl uh, uh played by fred ward who is not the punisher not shockingly. the punisher he's not john berenthal uh but boy oh boy does he look like he could be john berenthal's dad berenthal okay <laughs> so that on the third try i got his last name right <laughs> um he's the older uh, of the two handymen uh he constantly points that out he always says he's a he's a guy with a plan, although he never seems to really actually have one, um, which makes just for such a good dynamic uh, between these two hapless idiot handymen mm-hmm. that are also just clever enough to like pull like just pull out of any kind of situation just barely over and over again. Love to see it more than a few times. It's pure dumb luck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then there's Rhonda, who uh, plays a college student who's in the area uh, studying seismic activity, which apparently has always been like a like a thing that this school does as they send someone out to like do school stuff. Uh, and she starts to notice that there's these weird tremors. <gasps> uh, uh, well, that, that's what they called the movie. <laughs> uh, and kind of like pieces together how many there are and is like really the like scientist who provides facts for our main idiot characters to mm-hmm. come up with brand new ideas for uh yeah, she love figures that. out how the graboids work yeah um i gotta talk about my two favorite characters uh reba mcintyre <laughs> aka uh <laughs> heather and uh and michael gross uh aka bert who are these doomsday preppers out uh, just, you know, to like the south of Perfection, which is the city where this whole story takes place, who have made like an underground bunker filled with all kinds of like five years of food, water filtration, air purification, uh, and uh, uh, enough guns to survive a revolution. Um, <laughs> none of it, none of it helps even a little against giant worms. It helps. It helps a little. Yeah. They throw bullets at him. They throw bullets. The elephant gun works. The elephant yeah. gun basically works. And uh, a few household... It kills one. Yeah. 
okay, yeah, but they have to like really hit it in just the right place. Yeah, and that's, also that's fair. A few <laughs> household uh, supplies put together in the right proportions make bombs. Of course, they know how to make bombs. Uh, so it's, I mean, you know, nowadays I don't think that character would fly super well uh, in the current. <laughs> no, nope, uh, because we've met that character and they're terrifying. Oh boy, in real life, huh? We got some weird militiamen just kind of running around. Just Ooh, doing boy. stuff. Oh boy! Um, so real quick, oh, yeah. uh, so Michael Gross, by the way, I decided to look into like his history oh, yeah? to see what else he's been in. So he's a lot. He's been in a lot. He's like a he's like a bit part character he, or actor. A he's like one actor. of those people that like, yeah, he comes in and he's just like on one episode of a show <laughs> or on like four or five episodes of a show. Uh, but uh, a couple things of note um that he did early in his career earlier in his career uh he was in er the tv series what yeah i was gonna played, jokingly uh, say that when you said or like four or five episodes and i was like it'd be wild if he was on like er or something literally no, was he about was to say that <laughs> wow he was uh so he played john jack carter aka <laughs> carter's uh dad yes his uh his dad he yeah. played john oh, jack uh, jingleheimer smith <laughs> um, had to so uh yeah like i said he's just been on a lot of little little things but uh one random thing that i just did w- would never have even like thought uh he was deep cut for batman fans what? uh he was the voice of terry mcginnis's father what? in the first episode no. of batman begins what? oh my god yeah. so in some cases he he came on to a show for half an episode man, yeah seriously yeah exactly yeah for like but a no, quarter he voiced for Warren McGinnis on... oh man <laughs> that's wild i that's just thought wild. that was so random like <laughs> oh no um, oh my god anyway continue <laughs> uh we have the 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 crummy teen melvin uh melvin. Oh. Hated, hated this i kid. have i have so many problems with this character <laughs> um okay can i talk about him real quick because uh, I, I really want to talk about him yeah sure okay so all right <laughs> So his character is an archetype. It's 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 a it's a trope. It's an archetype. Mm-hmm. They're the the terrible teenager yeah. that's just a jerk the entire time. Yeah. Um here's the thing. Usually those characters will become not terrible after a certain point. Yeah. Like usually those he characters will have a, a turn. Arc. Nope, Melvin no. sucks until he gets eight. He's <laughs> just a terrible he's annoying. He he's I feel like the way that the actors react to him is like he annoyed them on set. Yeah, I like he wasn't just was, annoying. That was just him. That was just that actor. <laughs> no, he doesn't like get the, eaten though. He, he survives. He survives. He survives. Yeah, I could have sworn Remember, he got he eaten. Remember because he they give him the gun to run to the rock and it's, it's unloaded indeed. and they get to the he gets to the rock. Yeah, no, he's you don't fine. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah okay. But it, it yeah. seems they keep setting him up for like a downfall. He should have died. He like, should have you know, died. He's like, well, these <laughs> like Earl's like, one well, of these days someone's gonna kick your ass and teach you a real lesson. You know, like there's all these like setups. There's all this buildup of like he's gonna get comeuppance and then it never happens. And it's like, yeah, he should have died. About him, <laughs> they should have killed him when the basketball scene happened. Yeah, because they had a perfect scene to kill him. <laughs> like he could have gotten killed there, or and they could have run out and seen him. for him. He does show up in the third movie, and I think he's a good guy there. It's the oh, same really? actor too. Oh. Like, you know, f- oh, five or six years think, later. Doesn't he show up and he's like a real estate developer now or something like that? Maybe. I don't know. I don't So okay, so this movie seems to be we all watched it in separate dimensions, and Rob saw one where the tongues came out and did a snaky thing. Okay. I saw one where Melvin got eight. So <laughs> who knows what actually happened in Tremors three. Well, 
Yeah, he does. He shows back up in Tremors three. Yeah, yeah. That's, and in the TV show. Yes. He showed up for two episodes of the TV show as well. All yeah. right. So him and Michael Gross are carrying this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bacon never came back. That's sad. That's nope. sad. Kevin Bacon never came back. Uh, Fred Ward, aka Earl, comes back I, I for one movie. Yeah, I think he's in yeah. two. He's in two. And he's supposed to. He's supposedly he's going to come back for the next one that they have set up. Uh, that's what I heard. So excited. Or that's what I read. Which anyway. will be number seven for those of you keeping score at home. <laughs> God, I can't believe that. But um, yeah, Mel Melvin is the by far the worst character in this film. Abs- like he is annoying anytime he is on screen. Yeah, it's just the worst. Um, okay, so the next person that's important to talk about is uh, the shop owner uh, Walter Chang. Uh, well, you he, skipped you skipped a couple of people. Oh, no, I'll, we'll I'll circle back around. Back to I just right. the one that has more lines because then there's Miguel and Mindy are the other ones that actually have lines. Mm-hmm. There's Nestor and Nancy, uh, and Mindy is important for a reason. If you want to talk about her real quick, yeah. do you know who she is? M- Mindy is a girl who the oh, actress the actress yeah i saw her face and i was like that's the jurassic park girl right mm-hmm. and yeah. it is the jurassic it's lex park from a jurassic park yeah yep uh For a while, she, she got real she, typecast as making noise and attracting monsters yeah yep <laughs> she's really, she also comes back by the way in trimmers three yeah she does <laughs> everyone the band's getting back together for three <laughs> yeah she's also she's also not um she she stopped acting for a very long time uh, she's only recently gotten back into acting. Uh, Trimmers 3 was actually a weird... Like, she didn't act since, uh, like, 97, 98. Then she came back for Trimmers 3. And then she didn't act again until 2013. So she's wow. kind of, like, She was in a movie called back. Battle Dogs. So... <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the only... I just wanted to say that a she was the girl who dressed is part. unleashed upon New York and Major Hoffman looks to cure it while Wait, Major that, Lieutenant Monning is, what is that, wants to is establish that tied, a new canine army. Is that tied in any way to dog soldiers? No. Okay. Probably not. I wish. It, it's it's sat so similar. It it's could be a bad sequel. Absolutely similar. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, yeah. She, yeah, go back to the characters. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, yeah. Uh, so, there's Miguel, who is like kind of like the like another handyman in the area like he comes up with some like interesting ideas but doesn't really have a lot of screen time Mm -hmm. he i have a little issue with his character i mean it was the 90s so you know i have to excuse some things but he is kind of a little stereotypical like written that way Mm -hmm. i mean the Mm -hmm. two characters of color in this movie are yeah yeah and okay so i I haven't confirmed or deny this. So Rob, can you tell me if the shopkeep was ever in a certain Jim, uh, Jim, a certain John Carpenter movie? No, that's a different guy. Okay. It's a different guy. I can tell you where he's actually from that. You'll oh, wait, laugh about. I was wrong. He was, he is in big trouble. Little China. Yes. You know what other movie he's from? What? Three ninjas. Ah! Yeah. He's their mentor. <laughs> he's a, yeah. Cause of course he is. He's the only Asian person in that movie. Yeah. Yep. God, what a good, what oh, a good boy. movie. Yeah, no, he, yeah, is, the, he, he is in that. <laughs> yeah, he's actually a decent actor. He's great. He's been I love actually him. some really good stuff, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like Big Trouble in Little China. Um, like Big Trouble in Little China, an amazing film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't cover it here on the cast. I just want to bring Nothing it up. Nothing is big enough. <sighs> Not even the beholder is big enough. Not even the beholder is big enough. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that everybody? What was I going to say? I feel like there were that's pretty much everybody people in this movie. Um, oh, well, but I mean, some of them are, are dead. So there's introduced. like there's the the doctor and his wife who are trying to build a house out in uh or just out in the outskirts of perfection. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. There's Nestor and Nancy, mm-hmm. uh, who are also just kind of there with their daughter, well, Pogostick girl. Nancy, yeah, Nancy's the mom, yeah. yeah. And Nestor, well, he doesn't do much but die, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he dies. <laughs> there's Earl Deems. Earl. The guy that uh, gets chased up the telephone oh, yeah. pylon and stays there. Stays until there until he dies. dies. And then there's the two construction yep. dudes. Yeah. Who yep. also die. I hope that jackhammer didn't come out of their paychecks because it really wasn't their fault. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they need to worry about their paychecks at this point. Huh? <laughs> okay, well, I mean, their families, um, Rob. Okay, fair. Okay, so uh, so we did the characters. Yeah. Uh, now on to creature design. Oh, yes. boy. Uh, We've only got the one creature in this one. Yep. Yeah. But, um, boy, it's a doozy. It's a doozy. So... Okay, one creature with two parts, I guess is how I would say it. Yeah. Yeah, I would almost describe the, the tongues as a separate critter. Yeah. Yeah, they have a different design to them. Yeah. So. so the main body of the Graboid, which is what they're called, uh, is this very kind of like, it's a big, like, squishy, like, like maggot looking body with these tiny little spikes that are sensors and propellers that help them yeah, like, it's, move it's, through the dirt. They, yeah, they move the little spikes to make them go yeah. underground, yeah. like how they go so fast. Um, and then, uh, like, the tube towards the tip of the head, like, uh, or towards the tip of the creature, like, it's really narrow and black, like, carapacy. Uh, and it's this, yeah. like, sharp beak that has four prongs to it. One big one on the top, and then uh, three smaller ones on the bottom that open up to left, no, I, right. I thought it only has three. I it's, thought it has the the one at the top and then two like mandible ones at the bottom. Yeah, it's got no, no, it's got no, it's got four. It's got four. It's got a uh, large beak on top. Yeah, and then three uh, that kind yeah. of separate out to send out the tongue. Yeah, it's got one on the left and right and one at the bottom. Hmm. Okay. It's almost got I, like I, a. I must have just like I saw a different movie than you guys. <laughs> there there like, it is again. <laughs> See, we all did it. Alternate universe version of Tremors. We all oh just we all just Mandela'd together for this episode. Leave a, leave a comment to let us know which version of the movie you watched. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the director's cut where they added back. They digitally remastered it and added back the third prong on the the bottom part. Okay, of the jaw. I, I see the third prong. Yeah, oh, I'm looking okay. at a picture of it myself. Yeah, um, uh, but when those <laughs> when those uh four little prong uh, uh, beaks open uh, inside uh, is a, a big goopy mouth with these three snake like uh, tongues that come out and have their own like little chompers. alien like style chompers on them like alien from aliens style like yes. tongues uh, and they can like floop all around and like grab onto things uh, and they look kind of like cobras in a way but like well, the, cool, the like coolest thrill, thing about they them, have like big spikes on them, like bars. Yeah, that was yeah. what I was to say. The, the coolest thing about them is they have two black spikes on the top of it, uh-huh. and then two on the bottom of it. Yes, and they're like facing backwards, um, like hooks, like little barbed hooks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, they can like maneuver around and bite onto things. So it's it's very good stuff. Yeah, it's <laughs> man, and like just as so, the worms are for the most part giant puppets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where the entire front half is <laughs> all hydraulics and mechanisms just to yes. work the the beak and the tongues. Uh, I it, it really good. It's really fun filmmaking of the reverse footage of like the tongues yeah. like flopping out whenever it breaches. Mm-hmm. 
and they basically would just like pull the tongues back into the body but yeah. then reverse footage would, so it's yeah. like a, it kind of barfs up its tongues and then the tongues just yeah. kind of like yeah wriggle out and wrap around <laughs> things and it looks, it looks so good super gross i love it yeah it's it's yeah. like a it reminds me of the chains in Hellraiser, but much, much slower and sloppier. Yes. It reminds me of my Japanese <laughs> animes. It reminds Rob of his Japanese cartoons. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of them. Um, but yeah, I love this. I love this sucker. I love the, the Graboids yeah. a lot. Graboids I, are great. Okay. I really love, I, I love the head design. Yeah. I do have a slight problem with the body. Well, let's yeah. hear it. Um, and it. And looking looking at like pictures of the other movies, it looks like they kind of fixed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of we only see the full body of the one, the the Kevin, yeah. as we call them at the beginning <laughs> of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, he and it's it's kind of formless. Like I I liked the idea that they were going with with the with the spikes, mm. but I don't think there were enough of them. Yeah. I think that it just kind of looked like kind of a big blob yeah laying in the sand yeah like and i, it definitely I think looks it's a lot like a, a maggot but because it's like covered in dirt it's all one homogenous color so right it looks yeah like a, so a boot you know it's not very exactly interesting. it's yeah. not dynamic but yeah later yeah. on they have more like divots and you know like and yeah like different like yeah, well, it's not just armor, but they have, like, uh, looking at pictures of it, it's like they have different folds and stuff yes. in the skin. Of yeah. It. And Whereas yeah. the, they, one, the one in this movie is just literally just a, a tube, tube of brown. Yeah. It's yeah. basically, um, like, the kaiju equivalent of a, t- a thing of toothpaste. Yeah, like, I'm looking yes. at the, uh, the, the puppet that, uh, at the very end, that falls off the cliff. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. That one that, it turns out, he can't fly. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> Let's see if you can fly, sucker. Yeah, he's just, he looks like a banana slug that got covered in, like, brown spray paint. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He doesn't look super interesting, uh, but yeah. he does go boom real good. Yeah. He does go boom real yeah. good. Like I, I said, I, I love the head design. The yeah. head and the, the snake mouth. And I, like, they definitely that, prioritize that given how much screen time just the head gets. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Additionally, yeah, they agree. do a very good job with all the blood. The the icker that comes out of these things and just like the gross, flimmy yeah. like, texture of all these creatures is very, very fun. It's bright orange. Well, especially with Ugh. the main one. Yeah. The stump, stumpy. The stumpy. That's what, what they call them in the yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, really good stuff. Stubby, uh, it turns out, played by Michael Crichton. <laughs> yep, Michael. <laughs> yep, it's Michael Crichton. I was trying to think He's of a... an actor who would be funniest to say. I panicked. I, I panicked as well, but I had no one. So thank you for the save with Michael Crichton. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I like the design of the heads, and I know that they get better in the later movies with the yeah. actual bodies so yeah i just wanted to mention that that's the one thing i didn't like about the suit is the it kind of five the suit but the insane. puppet it just kind of looks like a bloob yeah yeah <laughs> it doesn't really have a lot of yeah it, it is yeah i, I stand by my earlier comment this looks exactly like a pepperoni roll <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, I, that, I guess that's my point is like from the from the neck down it just doesn't it's not interesting yeah, yeah. the creature design from the neck down is not interesting the head is very interesting the rest of it is just kind of like well, it needed to look like a worm, so we just kind of <laughs> put a brown thing so we there. Just made a worm. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody um, worm. Um, yeah. Well, man, this is the um, fastest we breeze through. Uh, it's been so yeah. long since we've had just a single monster to talk about. I know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> do you guys think Jeez. that taking us guys... back to the glory days? Ooh, I'm gonna drop my phone. Do you guys think that you could keep a grab boy as a pet? No. 
I think that's no. what they do, at least in one of the movies, and it goes I poorly. I think he'd run away, right? Yeah. 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 It's hard to keep turtles, because they can burrow under fences, so I imagine I a mean, graboid is just, he's out. <laughs> I mean, if it was like a small graboid, like a like a miniature one, and you keep it like a, in a little tank or something, maybe, but like... <laughs> you know what we should have talked about, because uh, we're here in Monster Design, is how these things like function. Um, yeah, so they... They're, I wish more movies did this, but it goes like surprisingly in depth into their yeah. like, biology. I mean, we <laughs> at least in this first one, we get a really good understanding of like how they work. Yeah, which is like they yeah. can't see, so they're all like they're like sensory based uh, entirely off of like sound. They can sense people like you know moving or walking or standing on top of solid objects which make them you know like it amplifies the sound so even though you're safe on like a solid object they still know where they they know exactly where you are and like you talking is enough to like send like vibrations down into the ground and also it shows uh over the course of the movie we learn we we find out their capacity to learn yes they're like very the whole smart. thing with the pipe bombs they think they have this perfect solution and they get one where they trick it into eating a pipe bomb mm-hmm. but then the other yep. one realizes what happened to its best friend brother mm-hmm. i haven't decided their relationship <laughs> Um, and it starts getting scared yeah. of it, but and it know. starts getting scared of it. But then, like, it eats the pipe bomb, but then like shoots it back at them on the rocks. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. Yeah, um, <laughs> so conveniently landing on the bag of all the other pipe bombs. Yeah, by yeah. The way. <laughs> which again, man, smart worm, B- brilliant tactician. He used his detective vision to plot out. You went with Batman. I was yeah. going to go with uh, with uh, one of the characters from Dynasty Warriors. But yeah, that works too. Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant tactician. I have used the goosewing formation to I hurl mean, their t- pipe bomb back at them. <laughs> the Batman one makes sense, right? Because the echolocation thing. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Just like a submarine, yeah. Mr. Wayne. Yeah. Just um, like a submarine. And just because, I mean, okay, I don't know when or if we'll cover the other movies. But like the other movies like add like a whole like life cycle to these things yeah the other movies get bonkers with the, with how graboids work because like the graboids eventually like give birth to these tiny like like they have the same graboid head still but they can run on land mm-hmm. which has they two look benefits. like um they look like the things from tmnt the little little robot chomper yeah. dudes yeah they look that's like, what they look like i was gonna oh. say like dodo birds but yeah that's yeah, also well, yeah, very, that yeah. too that's you're both, both of them yeah you're both right but i think i can get a little bit closer in saying they look like chicken nuggets <laughs> maybe i'm hungry <laughs> right now i think you might just be you're hungry, hungry. Just be hungry. <laughs> you are actively drooling <laughs> you guys uh, ever think about how Ghidorah looks just looks like a big bowl of noodles <laughs> i don't think it well Wait, are you talking about the anime one? Because I mean, like, <laughs> I, mean, I am now. <laughs> Three large noodles coming rain down from the sky. The anime towards one my is open pan fried. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, they turn into these little chicken nuggets that have a different sensory organ where they still yeah. can't see, but they can see heat. They can see, yeah, they can yeah. see heat, and that carries over yeah. to the ones from the third movie, which can fly. They're called ass blasters because they, call they them... fart and then they fly into the yeah. air. They use some kind of combustion from their butts, yes, to launch themselves into the air, and yeah. they appeared in the small t- a small town in Nevada. So of course they're called ass blasters, yes. And eventually those cocoon and then turn into the graboids from the first movie. It's really good stuff. It's yeah, it's interesting. It's wild. I love it. <laughs> you love to see it. So I okay. I I, I no okay. What? I, I'm <laughs> going to save that for least favorite moment, but. 
No, uh, the, um, the one thing that I, I do, uh, I like, but I also dislike about the smart graboid thing yeah. is like, so it, it's during the, it's during what's going to be my favorite scene that I talk about it later, but, oh. uh, they, so they learn, but they don't learn at the same time. Hmm. Like they learn when it, it suits it, the plot. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like there's a couple of moments where like. They like are they specifically point out that they're learning, yeah, and then like the same thing that they learned or supposedly have learned, they don't do the next time we see it. Like like when? they they uh, the, a lot of the building collapse part, yeah. uh, that they they like say like oh my god they're learning they're learning to collapse the building yeah, but then like they don't with the house which have has a clearly like way like less structure that could just easily collapse or like the trailer a little earlier, like uh, where, where, what's his name is on the top of. Well, earlier they hadn't uh, figured it out yet. I mean, I guess you could say that that's how they started to figure it out is because they shook the trailer and they yeah. realized, Oh, what if we move those? <laughs> but like, there's just a couple of points and th- that one's not really a good specific one. And I really can't come up with a really, good one yeah i think it was on the rocks that i really can uh, like that kind of bothered me like the graboids supposedly are learning machines and yet they still fell for the people jumping up and down on the rock like you know they what still I went mean? to investigate i wonder yeah if... like it's like come on like <laughs> i would like to see the director's cut where the graboids have their own little meetings in between attacks <laughs> like yes because all the characters are like all right these these big worms how are we gonna beat them but then i want to cut to underground where they're like all right these little weird monkey guys where one of the worms is like the general patent of worms and he's standing in front of a giant uh wormian flag <laughs> and he's like fellow graboids i'm hungry you know time has come we're joking about this but i feel like that's something that might happen in a tremor sequel at some point eventually they're gonna run out of ideas and they're gonna be like i don't know they have a meeting (laughs) Um, i don't know i just i just felt like some sometimes the learning stuff like didn't really compute with scenes that follow yeah uh, that's occasionally one of my few complaints of the movie that it does let's get into our 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 favorite and least favorite moments let's get into it you know yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. But yeah, like Kyle was saying, the movie does sort of defy its own logic sometimes. Yeah. Do you want to sometimes. do your least favorite first? Uh, no, because no? I still have to decide what it is. Oh, okay. Uh, favorite moments then? Yeah, let's do favorite because I I have my least favorite pointed right. out, but I don't want to just complain <laughs> twice in a row. So. <laughs> okay. I have uh, my favorite, and I kind of want to snatch it before somebody else can. Go ahead. Go for it. Me. <laughs> and we'll get more into it in cinematography. But the the assault on uh, Bert and I forgot her name Reba Heather on Bert and <laughs> Heather's compound. Oh yes, because um, there's yeah. a graboid that just a just incredibly well done puppet that yeah. I didn't even realize until just recently was a miniature. Yeah. Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, bust through the wall and Bert and Rita are just like going through just one gun after another trying to find trying something to that it, can yeah. actually hurt it um, but especially there's this one there's this one part where uh, Reba drops a gun and the camera follows it and then from our perspective anyway pans directly over to the Graboid yeah and that is actually yeah. a cut in yes. between the yeah. set that uh, Reba and Michael were on yeah 
to a miniature it's really good with the graboid and yeah, you cannot tell where the cut is no it's incredible it's very good. it is really only because i have like the the like master cut dvd yeah like now we can, can see kind it. of see it but yeah. like on a vhs there's no way you would have been able to it's tell it's really good yeah, yeah. Oh, man yeah because like the cut is right when the gun hits the ground yeah it's yeah it's fantastic it's one of my yeah. favorite things i've seen in any movie <laughs> Supreme, it, yes, and it involves amazing, amazing miniature work in this. Yeah, um, Kyle, sure. Um, so I'm actually going to go with the attack on the town. Yeah, honestly, the whole attack um, on town. Yeah, big. Yeah, because attack uh, on town. That's attack on, <laughs> attack on town. Because honestly, <laughs> honestly, it is the one part of this movie that I actually remembered. Yeah, like I didn't remember any of the rest yeah. of the movie, but I actually remember the attack and on the actually town. happened in the movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. And it happened exactly as I remembered it, too. I remembered them getting onto the roofs. I remembered them starting to try and take the buildings down. I remembered them going to go get the tractor. Like, I remember all that stuff. Um, and it's really, it's a really fun sequence in the film. Like, it is a good, I think it's the, the movie does this a lot where it traps the actors in a place and then has the graboids kind of just like circling them. Yeah, just like wait, vultures. Just waiting them out. Yeah. And I think this sequence is by far the best of those sequences. Um, as much as I love the original uh, when they're on the rock sequence, because it's literally a level from, well, it became a, lo- a level from uh, Jedi Academy. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where you have to run to oh. rock to rock while the graboid sandworm tries to kill you. <laughs> yeah, you're trying um, to find ship parts. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I do enjoy that being like not knowing that that was a reference to that and then now seeing it and I'm like oh it clearly was a reference to that why wouldn't I know that yeah um but uh the the city attack just it's it's a very well executed mm-hmm. tense sequence um from start to finish yeah. I think that there's some really good moments throughout uh you know the little girl pogo sticking <laughs> yes uh, was hilarious you gotta get out the pogo uh, stick <laughs> Uh, the building collapsing underneath them and like getting yeah, worse that was and a worse. Good effect. He's really that was a good effect. Really good. When it full on collapsed right before they left, yeah. like that was a really good special effect. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder how they actually did that. Uh, I, mean, I, it must I guess have they been just literally a whole building on hydraulics that could like slowly fake collapse. That's the something. only thing I can think of, and that is buck wild. Yeah, and the only I thing- mean, the movie. It only had an eleven million dollar budget, though. Yeah. So, like, it's and like, I, did I they have the budget? Like, to that? Oh, maybe it was another, <laughs> maybe it was another miniature. But there's a scene where the no, building they're, is collapsing and yeah. they're on it. Yes, yeah, the actors are on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's so good. I, I liked that. I, I actually did like. Also, um, I know Rob, you're going to talk about something of this in a second, but I did like in the when they're in the building and the graboids break through the, for the first time. Oh, I yeah. thought that was really effective oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, that entire sequence is. is it wildly good yeah. yeah honestly honestly i would say that's the best part of the movie yeah is it, that whole sequence is just like that is the culmination of everything yeah yeah sure they kill the grabwoods later on but like this was like this is the iconic scene to me yeah. yeah this is what i would like if i was describing this movie to someone i would be like oh man they get to a town and they're like having to try and not make any noise and they get yeah. on top of the rooftops and it's still not enough. And yeah. you know, that's how I would describe this movie to someone if I was doing it. It's so. also got one of my favorite scenes in a movie, which is the graboid going underneath the wooden like slats on the boardwalk. And yes. like the individual yeah. slats are jumping yeah. up like, brrr, really like a wave those. of wood. Yeah. I really liked those I love things. That. Like the, that uh, scene just pops everything in the entire sequence in the town just really pops. Yeah. It was yeah. really good. Good yeah, stuff. Like the, 
that that scene of the boards like once again i know this movie inspired it and it came out later but it's like the scene in uh g98 yes when the old man's running on the mm-hmm. boards and the boards are just like flying as the as he comes closer to the shore yeah, yeah that's yeah. a very good sequence in g98 like there's a reason why they copied it from this movie yeah um, so anyway uh rob what's yours um so honestly it probably was going to be the town sequence but i've got a backup (laughs) don't worry um well specifically it's going to be like the building collapsing stuff like underneath the main characters but i've got another one because it's so indicative of val's character uh and it's right towards the very very end of the movie where like he's kind of figured out that like now the worm knows to run away from explosives um so uh uh val uh earl and hannah I think Rhonda. 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 Thank you. Wait. Yeah. Rhonda. The girl. Yeah. 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 Uh, are basically like uh, Val's like, I'm not going to get outsmarted by a dang worm. And he's like that <laughs> indignant, that indignant idiot. That's like, I'm just going to make this happen. I'm going to brute force this so, puzzle. So he runs away to like a cliffside. All three of them are now pressed up against the cliff as like the ground is ripping up behind them as the last in this movie, the last graboid is like rushing towards them. And then he like gets the like last bomb that they have, the last like hand grenade that Bert made. He lights it and throws it behind where the the graboid was so the explosion was behind it so there's that loud boom behind it so it starts going faster to try and get away from the explosion uh and then runs towards them and they dodge out of the way so that the graboid flies out of the uh they trick the graboid into jumping off a cliff and it falls down and explodes gloriously into oh, this like man. pumpkin soup mixture. It looks like a double dare challenge. Yes. It's so good. It's so, it's just like, <laughs> it's such a good character moment for Val. It's such an amazing practical effect of like dropping the, like, you know, the Graboid doll, you know, from like way high up. So that like falls and like explodes like an egg on the bottom. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like a really fun moment that like. Yeah. you know shows the graboids shows the like you know theme of the movie yeah. which is uh, redneck idiots will make it work <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out i man i the characters i find them so believable oh yeah like specifically in yeah. the way that val and earl approach problems like i mm. believe that they've had to do this kind of improvisation on the job <laughs> Just because, like, I don't want to go to Lowe's. Let's just use <laughs> duct tape in a new way I've never thought of before. Yeah, we'll just yeah. figure it out. <laughs> um, so, uh, before we go to least favorite moments, I wanted to do a fun little Tokyo tidbit section real quick. Because hey. there's actually some interesting things about this film. Uh, so, first, uh, there are t- only two interior sets in the entire film. Walter's store and Burton and Heather's basement. What? Every other shot is an exterior shot. Yeah. That's true. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that crazy, That's though? Crazy. They only built two interior <laughs> sets. I never would have realized that. Oh. Uh, for the scene in which Rhonda had to get out of her pants to escape the graboid about oh. to eat her, Finn Carter intentionally did not rehearse the scene. So the response that or the reaction that she gives is a real is, panic. Is like, a real ah, reaction. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. One of the idea from the special effects crew was for the worms to have an outer shell, 
when uh, above dirt, the shell would retract and reveal the inner worm, the trimmer design that we got. Uh, it was turned down, of course, because of the phallic resemblance that it might have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they already look very, yeah, very phallic, <laughs> yeah. very penile, very, very, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, let's see. Listen, I'm just gonna come out and say it. They look like wing wongs. They do like big old, big old wangus. It's true. They yeah. look like a big old wangus. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the film was originally given an R rating by the MPAA because Not they for violence because they look like wainers. No, <laughs> because of language. Uh, uh, the they film swear a lot in that movie. Yeah. The film. Yeah, hang on, it gets better. Oh. The film included as many as 20 F-bombs originally. Uh-huh. <laughs> as an appeal, producers removed all utterances of the F-word with the exception of two. Yes. Many of the swears were dumped, dumped, not dumped over, dubbed over with other words, mother including, humper. can you fly, sucker? Can yeah. you fly? <laughs> we killed that mother humper. Uh-huh. And what the shit when Fal was looking over the dead sheep. Do you guys remember, <laughs> I don't even remember which movie it is, but there's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he says, kiss you. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Good. You know, my favorite, my favorite of all I, That those, makes me think of the Seradian agent. Kiss you guys. Kiss you guys. <laughs> my, my absolute favorite, like, TV dub in all of, all of cinema history is uh, 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 from The Big Lebowski when, uh, when, um, John Goodman is beating up the car of the the kid, and he's like, "Do you see what happens, Donnie? Do you see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps?" <laughs> <laughs> and I've I've wanted like I've used that in my real genuine life. <laughs> Do you see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps and no one gets it? And like, man, I just I've want heard more you pe- say this, and I never knew <laughs> what it was. <laughs> I just want more people to understand that I'm referencing a TV edit of a popular movie. <laughs> um let's see uh the town of perfection is stated to be a population of 14 at the beginning of the film Uh uh many people uh mistakenly count the doctor and the wife but it's actually melvin's parents technically melvin's parents never show up yep so i don't know where they're at (laughs) he ditched them way early on i've got a few more i got a few more here uh originally the monsters were supposed to be completely dry not slimy uh, this was changed when it was remarked that the gloss paint effect made them look like they were covered in nail varnish. <laughs> <laughs> nail varmints. Um, <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's see. There's got to be. There's another one here. Hold on. Let me look. 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 Yeah, Kyle. What else you got? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay, that's just weird. I never noticed this. The license. Okay, I noticed the license plate. The license plate for Bert and Heather Gummer's Go- vehicle. Uzi for reads, you. Uzi for you. Uh huh. And also, did you notice the bumper sticker? Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's Which, what I was about to say. I, like, I didn't notice that. I don't know what that. <laughs> what does that mean? What's uh, happening here? Because um, Afghanistan was um, still at war with uh, the Soviet Union at this point. Was that in the nineties? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, went on into the nineties. Um, so one last one, and then we'll move on. Uh, so uh, the scene where the car was being swallowed into the soil was supposed to be a lot longer, 
with her pick, uh, kicking out the front window and climbing onto the hood and then being submerged in the sand. However, the effect that was used to suck the car in wouldn't work properly, and there was no more nighttime to shoot the remainder of the scene, so they had to just, like... They ran out of nights. <laughs> I think that works. I think that works better. I know. Yeah, I it works really better. Like, that's a follow-up, like, favorite scene is, like, the two headlights, like, flickering, like, up into the sky. Yeah. Like, because it's supposed to be nighttime, you see the two, like, headlights, you know, like, two, like, you know, lights of it just, like, kind of streaming up to the sky. It's very good. (laughs) All right. So, enough of that. Uh, Let's move on to least favorite moments. Uh, Do you want me to start? Who's going first? Yeah, because I still don't have one. Um, All right. Rob, you go, and then I'll go. Okay. So, uh, like we mentioned earlier, the, like, the two, like, characters of color are kind of like they kind of have to play like stereotypical roles which is like it's the 90s so i kind of give it a pass the thing that i don't like is that like it kind of breaks slasher rules um namely in that like with with uh chang's death while the scene is really cool like the tremor uh the graboid coming up underneath like the the like floorboards grabbing him and flinging him around and then pulling him underneath the scene is executed really really well but like I feel like a lot of the deaths in this movie, like you don't feel like they're really like earned or deserved. Like usually like in a slasher movie, I feel like maybe it's different creature features because like, you know, you try and build up like a nice couple, you know, and then you kill them. But like no one that like is like cruel or mean. There's no one that's cruel or mean that like, you're like, I hope he gets his comeuppance. Like the monsters are purely, which I guess in a way is actually kind of good. Yeah, because they're just animals. Yeah, like, that's fair. Yeah, that's they don't fair. have an yeah. agenda. Like even Jason has an agenda. Yeah, um, but I do. I. I uh, yeah, I. <laughs> I see where you're. Going I guess with I. This. I talked myself out of it being my least favorite moment, but mo- mostly because I like Three Ninjas so much, and I wanted Chang to have more lines. <laughs> Honestly, that's what it came down to. Is that like I kind of wanted him to have either done something where it's like slash rules, like yeah, you deserve to die. Mm. You know, especially in that moment, because like, it, I mean, it, it does really intensify the moment, but you had Hector to kill, like, yeah, I think feed him to the worm. Come on. Come on. I, I think, <laughs> I think my problem with that, it, that scene is, um, it, it doesn't feel earned. And I know what you're saying is like, yeah, creature features, like you don't have to really earn the deaths sometimes. Yeah. But I think this, I think in this specific instance, um, it felt so targeted like out of nowhere, <laughs> like I, I think, like uh, like the worm has kind of been killing indiscriminately uh, up until this point. Yeah, but like when it just like pops out of the ground and like, directly like it's right next to the shopkeeper and attacks the shopkeeper, and then and, he like, has like probably the most round and yeah, he has like the most violent death in the entire movie. He has the T Rex Gennaro death. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's like flinging him around and like which you it, know it like, just it, when someone dies in Jurassic Park, they do something real bad. Yeah. And yeah. like be a secretary. Oh, right. Never mind. Yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about that, didn't you? <laughs> I really forgot about that hey, one. Hey, she was a jerk. She didn't listen to the, she didn't pay attention to the kids, no, remember? Yeah. That's Jurassic World. Jurassic World has its own modus operandi. I'm talking about Jurassic Park. Code. <laughs> How dare you not. To, we, I think that was one of our least favorite moments. Yeah, it <laughs> Actually, was because yeah. it just came out Pretty of nowhere. Sure. Um, anyway but yeah like that's um, my least favorite moment and honestly even that like i like i was like literally racking my brain last night like surely there's something i don't like about this movie because immediately after i left this i was like wow everything was so good and i was like all right we have a segment that's for least favorite (laughs) i should think about something 
Um, but I even like kind of talked myself down out of the thing that I disliked about it uh-huh. after talking about it with you guys out loud. Um, uh-huh. It's still it's not ideal, and I think that like maybe it's because of the way they treat like the like the one guy who's of Hispanic descent and the one guy who's of like like Asian like Ch- yeah. Chinese descent is kind of like oh uh oh. You know, so like when he yeah. dies, it specifically feels kind of like it feels. Uh, yeah, it feels targeted. It feels it feels kind of gross. It feels kind of like you're like, yeah. oh. And I think know? that maybe in their in their minds, uh, I mean, this was the they were made this movie. It came out in 1990, so they were making it in the late 80s, early 90s. Oh yeah. So there was definitely. I am really confident there was some underlying subconscious racism. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I think that overtly they were like, "Hey, let's do a fun Jaws reference." It really does feel like a Jaws reference. Yeah, I, I <sighs> yeah. Because it's like um, the way that <laughs> yeah, the way that the graboid is waving him back and forth feels like the, the oh, skinny yeah. dipper at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Hector <sighs> still dies anyway. But like, why not make it the kid? Why not make yeah, it the kid? That's like a why jerk. not make it Melvin? Yeah, Melvin. Yeah. Why not have actually Melvin Hector? Get... Hector doesn't die, doesn't he? Oh wait, no, you're no, right. He makes. Oops. Yeah, no, he's he one of the ones that makes it. I just alive. remember his like his like thing falling over, and yeah. for some no, reason, yeah, no, he survives. He survives. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, if it is a Jaws reference, it's definitely. I feel like it's more of a reference to uh, Quinn's death. Yes, or Quinn's death. Oh yeah, you're uh, right. At the end of the film, yeah. yeah. Just with how the worm has jumped out of the yeah and, eh. yeah, and it's like uh, half on land, and it's yeah. No, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So okay. So I have a legit least favorite moment. Let's hear yeah. it. Uh, or least favorite thing, actually, not moment. Um, so I have a problem with the ground camera shots chasing after the actors. Do you oh, mean? Yeah. So do you mean Here's like why. when the camera is going through the dirt, or do you mean when it's no, like no, no. Sam Raimi along the ground? Yeah, that's 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 okay. my specific specifications here. I don't have a problem with it in the sense of like it doesn't look cool because, like you said, there's a lot of great moments where it goes from over the top of the ground and it goes under the ground. And it's digging under yeah. the ground. And it's very cool dirt coming at the camera lens and stuff like that. It's very cool. Yes. I like that. However, the problem is so. You guys actually talked about it earlier, and I'm glad you guys brought it up very specifically. Uh, this movie goes into very big detail about how the graboids work. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're blind. So where's that camera? They are where's completely that blind. Perspect- they don't have any arms. How's he holding the camera? Well, yeah. it's not even how he's holding uh, Like that's. I mean, I know you're joking, but like, but seriously, though, a, a creature, you're, movies do this all the time. They do it with the xenomorphs, and uh, they did it with Alien 3, where it's like from the perspective of the alien as oh. it's chasing them down the hallways oh, yeah. yeah the fish and, eye shot it, and it's not that like i understand why they do it as a filmmaking technique however in this movie specifically they point out the fact that the worms don't see they hear vibrations yeah so i feel like they missed a a very like big thing here of like doing something interesting there like yeah. if you're gonna if like the worms can't see like okay how do you show something like hearing but not you know it, it can't see it but it can hear the vibrations like yeah. do something interesting like and I, yeah. and I mean i know it's 1990 there weren't cg effects really but you could do something like honestly as as simple as making like 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 rolls in the dirt like you know what i mean like have it be like the graboid sees even if it's from the outside perspective of like what the graboid would see instead of it seeing real things maybe make it look like 
I don't know. It sees vibrations. I don't know. There's there's some there's some answer there. Yeah. I don't know because I don't know what technology and what a bit what budget they had after mm, making uh, all the other stuff. Yeah. I just think that like it was kind of lazy, lazy like oh we got to show this thing chasing them. Like I mean I think it's a lazy way to do that. I think what it came down to is like hey what was that cool thing that Sam Raimi did like two or three years ago <laughs> to show that like something spooky was chasing someone. Why don't we just emulate that? Um, but it's I don't know it works in that yeah. film I feel like it doesn't no, really in this like one until a weird invisible demon thing yeah, it's chasing some someone unknowable thing yeah the thing yeah. is I'm okay with it when it really is just the like dirt sliding past the camera because first off that's a really interesting technique they no filmed yeah. a camera going backwards and then filled dirt into like the like pockets that they had created so no, like, yeah that, then they once again, the that's not what I'm complaining like about <laughs> kind of parting that's cool because that's from the perspective of the monster. Where's the monster's head when the camera is supposed to be the ca- the monster's eyes? That too, yeah, ground. yeah. That's what <laughs> got me when I was a kid thinking about this movie. Is like, yeah. is it like almost like? But a it's swan? not though. No, <laughs> yeah, because we yeah. know it's not because we see it chasing after yeah, them, and, and it's just completely underground. Of dirt, you know. So like, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I see what they're trying to do. But I'd rather they have just shown the like, you know, wood, the dirt, the dirt like, scenes, yeah, the dirt like scenes, and then maybe like I think it's fine enough if like you have it like explode out into light, and then you cut to like you see the monster, like head, yeah, you know, because then you'd. Still... But they didn't ever do that. Yeah, yeah. They, the only the thing they ever did like was going ab- like a foot above the ground and like Sam Raimiing <laughs> towards. A... Yeah, it's it's bad narratively yeah. and it's bad thematically. Yeah, yeah. and I and like I said, it's. You know, spoilers for final thoughts. I did enjoy this movie quite a bit, but I just that that actually, as I was watching it, it was like, okay, this like the logic of this camera movement makes absolutely no sense on so many different levels yeah. that like yeah. <laughs> I have to like say it's my least favorite thing. Even though, like you said, the there's actually one scene uh, toward the end of the film that I was actually really impressed with. Um, it's the same. I'm sure it's the exact same reversed. Uh, thing that you just said but it's another one where it's under the ground but you see you see it like the camera like sees the side of the worm yeah under the ground and i thought that was really cool i was like oh that's a that's a really interesting how did they do that like how you know like i was like that's cool yeah that's a really interesting shot one is like but then it was immediately on rail and that would have been better too because then you're seeing the creature move it should have been from the perspective outside seeing the creature because then it's like you don't have to like cross that like this is gonna sound weird, but like okay, so like was a hundred and eighty degree line like is where yeah. like you know like if you were to imagine a human being was standing there holding the camera, you wouldn't want to break that hundred and eighty degree line, otherwise it like throws off like the viewer's perception. Yeah, this right. Like unless you're bre- of, unless you're doing it in a single shot. Yeah, if you're if you're breaking the hundred and eighty degree line in a single shot, it's yeah, fine, because but. then like the audience member gets to be like I'm moving from here to here and the being aware of the whole situation. Right. right? Exactly. This is like some kaiju equivalent, which is like. Don't break the creature's line of sight. I don't know. Like, I don't know the right wording for it. But, like, yeah. you know, if, like, God's, if we cut to Godzilla's perspective, but, like, you know, the buildings are, like, you know, towering above us. And then we cut to, like, an outside perspective and look at Godzilla and, like, his head is over the buildings. That would throw you off. You know, yeah. or like if you yeah. like cut to like some creature and like it's running around the, on the ground like really fast and like jittering all over the place, and you cut back to like the characters and they just see like the CGI thing running up after them, you know, breaking yeah. the line of sight of where a creature would actually be seeing to show a camera view of what the creature would be seeing. If those don't match up, 
uh, narratively. They have to match up exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is what it is. And the creature wouldn't and be able to just see like a daylight shot above no. the dirt, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know what I would call that rule, but I'm going to make that rule up and coining it as a phrase. <laughs> the... I think I think once again, if 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 they okay, let's say they did a remake of this movie, I would expect them to do something with the ground vibrations idea. Yeah, like if they're going to show a, show a ground shot, a camera shot underneath the dirt, like it's going to be, and it's from the Grabwood's perspective. Yeah, they're going to see like like literally like little vibrations coming down yeah. into the dirt where the people are like daredevil like, vision from the Netflix show. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and you just see like, you know, footsteps and like, you know, hot spots above, you know, where, yeah. the, where the graboid is looking. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I'd that be, would be cool. That makes sense. <laughs> man. I still don't have one. Oh man. Yeah. Honestly. Like, well, if you don't have one, I mean, I mean, I guess that, because that was one thing that's always kind of bothered me, especially like how Rob put it, where it's it seems like if this is the monster's quote unquote eyes, yeah, then yeah, it having its head above, <laughs> like I like I imagine like a dog <laughs> swimming, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it would be one thing if we saw the graboids doing that, yeah, like if if we saw if we saw that's how they move, is their heads are always like slightly above the dirt, like then it's yeah. like okay. Like, even though I don't like the idea of the shot, like, it still would work. Yeah. Like, it would look messier, but then, like, it would make sense. Whereas, like, yeah, yeah the camera, the the eyeball of the creature is a foot above where the creature's actual, quote-unquote, <laughs> eyes would be. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of beholdering <laughs> its way across the sand. <laughs> Which, again, for a Sam Raimi reference, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool, yep. sis. But, uh, <laughs> but not not quite it doesn't it's not narratively consistent with like what we're being told the monster yeah. sees yeah so yeah or how it works in yeah, general. yeah exactly yeah. and i don't yeah. I, sort of going back to the slasher rules i don't like that melvin survives yeah melvin shouldn't survived like he just sucks so much or and, something bad should happen to him like his mom and dad dies and then he redeems himself yeah or he redeems himself as soon as things get real but I like i would have liked to see him try are... to ditch everyone yeah and get eaten like that like, he's still acting like a little shit after like shit gets real yeah. like it, he he's still like, like fake screaming <laughs> and then he real screams everyone's like we're gonna beat up this kid and then it's like oh it's actually a problem now yeah <laughs> like the the scene with uh oh god the the basketball scene pissed yes. me off yeah like oh god really like you're he, like oh here it here it comes ooh, this is it oh, nope. oh here we come nope Nothing yeah, it was fine. it was a fake out, but it like didn't work. Yeah. I guess, you know, <laughs> it's like yeah, which I mean, uh, I should be rooting for a, a child to die in a movie, but, but he sucks. He's a jerk. He's a real mean guy. You don't see like yeah, again, like you know, I, that was I guess going to be like a follow up. Is like and he I would think call I've me names on this. Xbox Live. That's oh, the kind of person he absolutely. is. Absolutely, absolutely, he would. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, cinematography, special effects. Yeah. Well, we already talked about. I feel like there's some stuff to talk a about. A cinematography here. moment that we didn't like, but like as it goes for and Cameron, you brought up like the miniatures as yeah. like being a really good one. The but yeah. the cinematography and special effects, I feel like they work together really, really well yeah. in this one. Yes. There's yeah. probably one of the most beautiful scenes is one of the dumbest, and it's them pole vaulting. Yeah. In perfect unison oh, yeah. from like rock. <laughs> so like early in the film. They're like, oh no, we're stuck on this rock outcropping, and we can't like make our way back to where the truck is. Um, 
And after spending the night out on this rock and cuddling with the whole polycule together Mm -hmm. is cuddling. Spooning for warmth, yeah. um, They decide, like, wait a minute. Why don't we just pole vault our way from rock to rock? Let me go go a little (laughs) deeper. Yeah. Because it's such a beautiful scene. It really is. Uh, What happens is Val and Earl are arguing about who is going to come up with a plan to come off the rock. And Earl is saying, I got a plan. And Val's like, you always say you got a plan. You never got a plan. And Rhonda's like, hey, guys. I got a plan. Hey, guys, I got... (laughs) Hey, and they keep, like, talking over her to yell at each other. And so she just kind of is like, hey, do you guys know how to pole vault? And then pole vaults away. Yes. To to the neighboring (laughs) rock. And one thing that I do love about it is that, like, eventually all three of them are synced up. And there's, like, this, like, really hopeful, like... Uh, they're gonna work together and they're gonna do it. Who's the guy who did the Tarzan yep. soundtrack? It's uh, uh, Phil Collins. Phil it Collins? sounds like a Phil Collins song playing yeah, as like, the three nice of them vocal. are all like pole vaulting from rock to rock as the sun setting behind or sun I is mean, rising in my, behind. In them. my head, it is it is this like Son of Man is playing now. So, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, it's really just yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. I think. Uh, I think the the miniatures are really great for for the effects. I think the actual uh, like puppet or the puppetry for the graboid uh-huh. like heads that oh, they have, man. yeah, uh, those are really really cool. They the, do the sna- they the work magic tongues. with all the reverse footage of like the yeah the yeah. snake tongues like being barfed out. Um, yeah, it's really good. I've stuff. never I've never wanted a prop more. Yeah, like if I could track down one of the <laughs> grab uh, graboid head movie. on your mounted on your wall. Oh my god! And you could press a button yeah. that made the tongues go yeah. just kind of flop yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like I'm sure Bert has in his house, like a big big mouth Billy big mouth Billy Bass. Is big, that it? Big mouth Billy big, Bass. Big mouth Billy Bass. Yeah, that's I think it. That's it. Yeah, and totally. then you could press it and it would start flopping around and singing. I think in one of the movies, Bert <laughs> does have a graboid mounted on his wall. I mean, most yeah. assuredly. How could they? I mean, that's no way right. he doesn't. How could they pass up that gag? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like the camera work is actually really good. Yeah. Uh, other than the one complaint I had. Uh, yeah. It's definitely. It's definitely a. Uh, I will say this: it's definitely filmed like a '90s, early early '90s movie. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which I feel like works 100%. to its advantage. Nowadays, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It it has that sort of charm. Absolutely. No, yeah, definitely. I, I wasn't saying that in a negative light. I'm just no. saying, like, oh, yeah. when you watch it, you know you're watching a '90s movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's no question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't um, really have anything else about special effects, but I do have some sound design thoughts. Let's hear it. Sure. So, sound design. Really like the the noises these critters make. This hissing, kind of like the burrowing sound, the hissing sounds, the like, kind of like crunching noises they make when they chew things. All the sounds the the graboids make primo stuff but did you guys notice that there were like two very different like soundtracks going on in this movie oh yeah yeah there is yeah there is a reason for that so they basically had a guy do a whole soundtrack for the movie right and then like i think it's like like two weeks before the movie released they hired a second guy to make an entirely different soundtrack so the first guy that came in and did like the soundtrack it was like it's very like you know uh folksy like blues grass like you know twangy guitar music and then the other guy came in was like typical like 
orchestral action music and they kept both (laughs) so like there's some scenes where it's like very folksy like they're just like oh we're it's me and my friend earl going around and getting sprayed with poop and then like action adventure music playing when they're running from like all this kind of stuff and then that like phil collins like twangy like singing yeah, guitar music pole vaulting and having for a great time with their new and then girlfriend. it cuts back so like the two soundtracks kind of like do not mesh together at all and it's like but it works with the movie but if you were to just listen to the soundtrack it'd probably be the most like buck wild thing ever because oh, yeah. it'd just be jumping from like <laughs> theme to theme yeah. you know there's no cohesiveness Um, Atic whiplash Also just like All the ground Trembling sounds All the like Special effects noises Are really good In this movie The Foley work Is phenomenal Uh, The guns all Like sound Percussive And good Yeah Uh, Yeah There's only like I think the Uzi Sounds really weird Because it doesn't sound like What I associate A movie Uzi To sound like (laughs) Because it doesn't really Sound like Just like a single shot Is being fired Anytime that like because he Val gets an Uzi and he's shooting it, but it just makes a bang noise. Yeah, it's really weird. It stood out to me. Yeah, because you think it's gonna <laughs> do, be like the brat kind or of or like thing. the Snake Plissken, like Psh. yeah, yeah. But then it's just like a bang, 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 and I'm like, what? bang, bang. What's oh. happening here? Hold on now. But all the other, <laughs> all the other guns and all the trucks and everything have just like that good percussive like boom to them. All the all the attack scenes have this sort of like beautifully done sonic chaos of like <laughs> yeah wood and stone breaking and the monster hissing and people shouting at each other mm-hmm. and all the different guns being fired and <laughs> it's fun stuff it's great <laughs> yeah definitely um yeah i don't know if i have much else i think you pretty much nailed it yeah. for sound design um i guess Final thoughts. Let's do yeah. final thoughts. Well, yeah, let's finish this. <laughs> what up. else do you want to say about? What else do y'all want to talk about? Um, <laughs> do you want me to do final thoughts or start us off? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you can start. That's fine. Hey, so this was Fan Month 2019 uh, Patreon request specifically, um, and boy, am I glad we got to do this movie. Yeah, good pick, you guys. Uh, I hadn't seen this movie in so long, but I remember watching, like, I remember watching this one and two a lot on the sci-fi channel oh they and came on constantly they would, they would play like three every once in a while and then the tv show started like uh, they started the tv series and i yeah. watched man i watched that show almost as religiously as i watched stargate you know like i i, I just love this franchise so much it's so good um and like coming back to this first movie again kind of like really reinvigorated me to like want to just i want to go and rent all of them like after watching this movie again i just want to go out and binge the whole like franchise that's what i'm doing when i get home like uh, i have tremors 2 ready to go yes it's just it's so fun and campy and like uh bert is great and the tr- the the graboids themselves are awesome the special effects are great uh the the whole crew in this one specifically everyone plays off each other so well uh val and earl specifically have amazing chemistry on scene uh uh ronda not rousey uh is really good everyone is just like just grade a acting and they all feel like genuine other than like the crummy teenager 
Yeah, everyone, everyone just, else feels like a yeah, real person. Like a real, just like they don't, none of them really deserve to die yeah. or have anything bad happen to them. They all just seem like nice yokels that live out in like perfection Utah. Like I'm Nevada? related to Val in uh, Nevada. Yeah. Nevada. Nevada. It's just like, it's so fun and like lighthearted and like scary and action packed. And it's just all of it rolled into one. Um, and the whole time you're buoyed by like this great characters. Um, like there's not a single other than like, you know, crummy teen, all the major characters are so fun that like, it, it's just a absolute delight to watch. You're cheering for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You want them to all succeed and like go and live happily ever after, except for that crummy (laughs) teen, except for that crummy teen. Um, but it's, it's a treat. Check it out. Uh, absolutely. You can find it like, uh, it's for rent on YouTube. I think Amazon has it. It's probably everywhere. You can find it like tucked to the underside of your seat right now. If you stand mm-hmm. up, there's probably <laughs> one taped. in your car somewhere. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely it's, in your garage. Don't even worry it's about definitely, it. It's I think it's, yeah, I think it's rent on Amazon. Uh, I think on Hulu, you can watch it. If you have the stars, uh, add on hmm. used to be on uh, Netflix. I don't know if it's still there. No, it's not there no. anymore, unfortunately. I looked. Netflix had a lot of the uh, <laughs> Tremors movies on there for a little bit, including the series, yeah. which, man. Man. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> just a, a real treat of a movie to watch. Uh, if you haven't ever seen it before, there's no reason to not like see it. I think this is a movie that everyone can enjoy. Yep. Uh, it's got that fine American polish that like you don't see on a lot of like Japanese movies that we review um like the foley work is great the monster design is fun but like it's definitely not like it's not a godzilla movie it's not a kaiju movie um and so like it's there's a capital m monster it's movie. a it's a it's a creature feature yeah 100 yeah. percent. it's a drive-in yeah. movie. if you want to see oh yeah it's a drive-in movie hell yeah absolutely yeah um but yeah that's yeah I love it. Go look uh, at it. A lot of people, when they talk about it, they refer to it as the last great American monster movie. And yeah, like I agree. Um, there's been, not like the last last, like there's <laughs> been good ones like Lake Placid we talked about a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yep. Lake Pla- the first Lake Placid is genuinely good. Betty I, White's there. I loved the first Anaconda. I will die on this hill. Yep. That movie was great. Yep. <laughs> what about Congo? Did you like Congo? Congo's not a giant uh, monster movie. It's a creature feature. They shoot lasers at monkeys. Eh, and yeah, but that happens in the, like the last five minutes of the movie. And yeah. Tim Curry's the apes there, are and not he's part a of the movie. Tim Curry's there. <laughs> Tim Curry makes it a creature feature. <laughs> I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ernie Hudson yeah. playing the hunter is like the best part oh, of that entire movie. Man. Anyway, yeah. continue. Sorry. Home Alone Two. <laughs> Home Alone Two. Creature feature. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's absolute. Unless you're some kind of like purist and you're like i only like japanese kaiju cinema <laughs> uh this is a must watch if you have even a passing interest in those sort of like very i would like almost say in the same vein as like the blob the 80s remake of the blob um yeah. and it does have kind of a critters feel to it as well um <laughs> Yeah, it's just that kind of like small town American. Yeah, uh, yeah, American small town under attack. Oh, do you get it? Oh, um, by uh. by an outside force <laughs> that they don't understand. Um, oh. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the quintessential like eighties um, nineties monster movie. Oh it's yeah, just really well made, and Kevin Bacon's in it, and he's finally like 
acknowledge that it's awesome and <laughs> It's yeah, just he, really he good. like hated it, hated it, right? Yeah, for, for a while. He, when he, he was Tremors. when he was when he first got signed up to make it, he was like, "I can't believe I'm doing." He broke down crying to his wife. Yeah, he's like, "My career's I can't over." Can't believe already. I'm making a giant worm movie, and then has since been like, "That was the most fun I've ever had making a movie." Yeah. Like on set, just like yeah. everyone was like really because like yeah, it's such a small crew, like it's an ensemble cast, but like it feels like it because it's a small like town and yeah. that's everyone. It feels appropriate. I, yeah. yeah. So he likes yeah. it now, but yeah, apparently he used when to he look first... at this movie, the way Jamie Lee Curtis looks at virus. Oh, she hates virus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, spoiler alert. I love virus. virus is very good. Virus Have is you great. seen virus recently? <laughs> hey, unrelated. The monster at the end of virus is pretty big. He's pretty big. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it's great. Go see it right now. What are you doing? Go see it. Drop your phone. <laughs> get out of your car. Throw your throw your laptop in the garbage. Then fish it back out. Because you're going to need something to watch it. Because you're going to need it to watch Tremors. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean. Uh. I mean. I'm kind of echoing you guys. Uh. For the most part. Like. Yeah. I had some some slight complaints about stuff, but that was when you know me looking at it with my analytical. Yeah. You yeah. know. Like, like review find, brain. I gotta find something. Yeah, I mean, like it, this movie was still a blast. It was a lot of fun to watch. I had fun to start from, from start to finish. Uh, it, <laughs> it's you know, for for one of these creature feature type films, it's not really that poorly written. Other than you know, maybe some of the racial stuff going on yeah. is a little weird, and well, that sucks. And <laughs> Melvin sucks, but that's you know, just, um, Melvin just sucks. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's a lot of great miniature work in this mo- movie. Uh, there's a lot of good special effects for like early '90s. Honestly, um, you know, it's 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 one of those. Honestly, I, I I kind of understand what you were saying about the last great monster movie, but I I mean I don't 100 percent agree with that. Yeah. But what I would say is that uh, I think that. Um, it was the start of them making monster movies differently. Yeah. Like, cause this is 1990. So, you know, we're three years away from Jurassic park. Like, you know, this is when CG is about to become a big deal. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, it's, it's still made with miniatures. It's still made with puppets. It's still all practical. Essentially, you know, there's not a, probably not a single scene of computer imagery in this movie. Um, and that, and that makes it feel tactile and real. Um, yeah. And it, and there's something to be said about that. Like yeah. that, I think that if this movie, that's why I kind of don't want to watch some of the, the other Tremors movies. I mean, we may for the cast. Oh, you got how bored we get. No, Kyle, listen, but, you got. Oh boy. <laughs> but like that's something I will kind of. I feel like I will miss from going forward in this franchise. Is I feel like, especially like once it got to like five and six, you know, mm. they probably went overboard with some CG yeah, in some places. They, I'm sure when they bring in the asylum um, level CG, oh it looks no, yeah. Rough, but, and uh, it's like, and it's like, you know, that's kind of like uh, to make a another monster movie reference or a creature feature reference. It's kind of like the remake of the thing that they made in 2001. Or oh whatever, yeah, where they completely oh, missed no. the point of the original movie. They Oof. missed the point yeah. and did all CG effects, and it looks stupid and terrible. I don't and know like, why the first did you movie guys, was scary. Did you guys see like how I this know is why. unrelated? But like in that originally, like they had like. 80% oh, yeah. practical effects and then they CGI'd oh, yeah. over everything. Yeah. No, yeah, they they like, like some they company... literally <sighs> No, they, they what happened is is they they so they had a bunch of practical effects. Yeah. And then the one that made them change their mind was a scene on a plane. I can't remember what yeah, happened, where the guys but it's like 
face like oh it's yeah when it is yeah but they had a practical effect for that and it looked great like there's footage of that practical effect yeah and then they were like "Mm, yeah but i want it to do more stuff so they didn't, and then yeah. that's when they, they didn't made the decision. What made the thing scary in the first place. Yeah, which isn't and it's how it looked. Like it was how it acted. What? No, it was when all this uh, stuff came off. Well, <laughs> that's a plus. But see, what? but see, that's the thing is though. Like is in, in the, the original thing, thing. all that shush, stuff came off. It. All the stuff came off, and it was a practical effect, and that's why it looked scary and real and yeah. like creepy, and that's why the you know like the people on set were reacting to a real thing so you know like yeah. it's 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 creepy a real thing um ha, ha, ha. i made multiple thing jokes while you were <laughs> yeah we're trying um, to just move past them okay like I uh just... I, not to not to keep babbling on about practical effects but that i speaking of we talked about it briefly in one of the breaks uh i watched the special feature about bill skarsgård getting cast as uh pennywise yeah in it and one of the things that was hilarious to the director was that, uh, so they were originally, you know how he has the lazy eye yeah. to the yeah. side? So Ooh. they were originally going to CG that. Yeah. They didn't They didn't cast Bill Skarsgård knowing that he could do that. Yeah. Because the... that's all him. Oh. He has a lazy eye. He, can, he just, can make his eye he can just, just go sideways. Do that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So he 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 was like the the director came up to him and they're like, Oh, don't worry about it. We're gonna we're gonna CG that later. And he's like, But I can just do it. And it's just like, moved his eye. And it's like oh. that's so good. Yeah. And then apparently like they kept him secret, like they didn't shoot him with the kids for the longest time, and they didn't see any footage of what he looked like or how he was gonna act. So they brought him on set to like one of the, the when they're inside the house. These children. Yeah. No, absolutely. They they did. They they did it on purpose because they wanted to get a real <laughs> He's a completely practical oh dude, like, and he's like, he knows how to move his body in weird ways too. So a lot of the scenes where you think it's like CG him moving, it's not. Nope, that's um, just him doing things. So, Ugh. but anyway, to to go back to my original point with this film, uh, I think that the practical effects and stuff make this film feel timeless in the same way that a lot of other practical effects films like aliens and jaws and stuff like that they have such a they have such a unique feel to them that like they're never going to age like really poorly like sure you may be able to tell what what year it was made like this feels like a 90s movie as i said earlier but that's just it's never going to right you're never going to look back at it and be like oh that looks awful because none of the effects in this movie look bad yeah they don't they look good Hmm. and it's you know like it's the same thing like you go back to aliens especially aliens you look at the special effects in that movie and it's still mind boggling to realize that like there was no CG in that movie. How did they pull off some of the, like the weird, like when they're running on the walls and like the (laughs) stuff like that, like that's all practical stuff on set. Yeah. And it's like, it's those things like that, that make this movie good. It's, it's those things like that, that make this movie something that I would suggest to somebody as being like, Hey, you want to watch an interesting, like creature feature from the nineties? Watch Tremors. Like, it's a great, it's a fun time. Like you'll you'll have fun. It's you, you'll enjoy yourself. Like I I I think that um, this is one of those movies that like I don't know if I would like. <laughs> let me put it this way: I don't know if I would ever like it. Would just pop into my head as, as a movie to recommend to someone. Oh, every but day. If, if every day, but <laughs> but for me, like if if I was talking about monster movies, uh, this would 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 be one that I would eventually probably get to. If mm. I was talking to somebody about monster movies, yeah, because it, it's 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 pretty iconic. I mean, it, the sand. Well, I mean, the sandworm idea in itself is iconic. Um, you know, Dune uses it. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, that's where it originated. 
but uh, yeah, and I mean this, this was it, this was on Sci-Fi constantly, so everyone has seen at least part of it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I I had seen the the town sequence, but I hadn't seen the rest of it. Or if I had, <laughs> I didn't remember. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Watch this movie; it's a lot of fun. Uh, I am very glad that we got to do the first one for uh, Tokyo Lives. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we'll do the other ones. Like I said. Uh, I, cause I kind of heard, or I read it in the, the chat actually a second ago, like they were saying that like the, the grab wood itself kind of takes a back seat for some of it. Like it's not really yeah. present well, for some of the movies. I think it's the, in the other ones, the main threat becomes the, like the graboid babies, which are above ground that have legs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. while there is one big graboid that still exists, uh, uh, the main threat the it becomes main... more of a small monster movie yeah, yeah. right which yeah. i don't know about ever talking about that <laughs> so, you know uh, i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> um but no um yeah i mean you know maybe we'll come back to the tremor series one day maybe not uh you never know it might end up on one of the votes next time we do fan month who knows hey um, i'm gonna put but, it there uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway um so Speaking of Fan Month, this is the we're coming to the second episode of Fan Month. We yeah. are, and we're doing something a little differently, or at least I think we are, right, Rob? Yeah. Um. So leading up to us dropping the uh the the actual poll, uh, we'll be putting up some teasers as to what the uh, actual choices will be, uh, coming up next week or when this episode drops, you'll start seeing. The, You'll uh, start seeing them come out. Yeah, uh-huh. the silhouettes <laughs> of the monsters that we'll be uh, throwing up to the vote, and after the four days of monsters has passed, the vote itself will drop. Uh, so that'll be uh, for you eagle-eyed viewers out there. You might be able to figure out what's going to be on the uh, the the <laughs> list for uh, for voting before we even actually release it. Um, and the obviously, uh, so for the first person who comments on Twitter or Facebook, the correct answer to those silhouettes, we'll announce them the next episode as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being like, hey, you guys guessed it right. Congrats. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> um, so keep yeah, so those eyes peeled, kaijuologists. Yes. So we're, yeah, we, I, I, we wanted to do something a little fun for you guys uh, and not actually announce the episode this time, uh, just because it could... Could be interesting. I, I, the four movies that we have picked are uh, very different from one another. Boy, honestly, oh boy. <laughs> all four of them are very different, uh, and uh, could be good times all around for for all of them. I think all of them are <laughs> fun. Um, and once again, as as I stated at the beginning of this episode, just remember these movies are movies that we will eventually cover for the cast at some point. Yeah, we're getting to them. We're gonna get there. Looking at you, Black Scorpion. Uh, <laughs> I'm coming yeah, for ac- you. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I actually desperately want to watch that movie. God, I haven't watched it yet. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, to continue on the trend, let me start the bumps here uh, because I actually have someone to ask to pay attention for a second. Uh, so thank you guys, all of you patrons. Uh, Search Tokyo Lives, you'll find us there. Uh, so thank you to Jonathan, the barbecue nerd, uh, behind the mask, 1313, Kyo Toshi, Melissa Carter, Caleb Talley, David Myers, Nathan Towns, Destroya, William Kish, Jesse Hickman, Graydon Wilson Crumb, Jack Horowitz, Alex Yarbrough, Nicholas Whale, Eric Schuster, Taylor Ward, and Chris Britt. 
Thank you guys so much for supporting the cast. Uh, so what I was going to mention uh, before Cameron gives us our 1375. Uh, so all you $15 patrons, everybody, uh, most of you got back to me. We were missing one vote for this la- for this actual episode that we're doing. Mm. Uh, I cannot stress enough that within the next couple of months to check your Patreon messages because I am going to be getting ready to do the t-shirts and the t-shirt orders coming up soon for you $15 patrons. <laughs> so, you're going to want these I'm gonna shirts. I'm going to be asking I'm going to be asking for your t-shirt size and your address of where to send them and a list of your fears. So, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously guys, like I, I I cannot stress enough. Like if I don't get your information, I'm not going to send you a shirt. I'm not going to buy you a shirt, I'm not going to send you a shirt. So like <laughs> it I I there's nothing to do there. Like, I mean, if I don't have your uh, size or your address there, I mean, I'm not going to sit around with the shirt for forever. Or he's um, just going to print a randomly sized shirt and send it to a random address somewhere <laughs> in the continental United States. Yeah. So some guy in Nebraska is going to get a shirt that what only the? fits on his pinky finger and he's not going to understand. What? And he's going to be so confused. It's going to be your fault. What's a Tokyo? What's a Tokyo olives? <laughs> what's a Tokyo? <laughs> so, so just, to, just to give you guys a heads up of how it's going to work. Uh, I will send you guys a message on Patreon, and uh, we will have a couple of episodes between the cutoff, uh, and then I will I will give you guys a date of like if you don't get back to me by this date, you're not getting a shirt. You'll have to wait till next year. Like it, I I hate to put a cutoff on it, but like I really want to get the shirts out to you guys around Christmas time, uh, and if it gets past a certain point, I'm not going to be able to get it to you in time. So, uh, Cameron, what's your 1375? We'll call for 1375. Uh, a very special one. Uh, I will give you the whole Tremors experience. Uh, meaning, I'm going to borrow my uncle's truck, and okay. if it works, I'm going to come pick you up, yeah. and we're going to uh, drink a lot. Of, mm. It's probably going to be either Mickey's. Oh, boy. Or <laughs> uh, Modelo, but not the good kind. Who don't like where this is going so What am far. I saying? It's going to be Lone Star. Yeah. I was a fool. So <laughs> well, gonna, wait. You're in Nevada. We're in ne- or are you going to do it from Texas? Well, I'm going to do it in Texas because we're, we're going to have to source okay. some things. Uh, we will go out to the desert. Uh-huh. So that's a five-hour drive. Um, <laughs> but once we get there, uh, we're going to tear into this 24-pack of Lone Star and... Um, it's sounding just, better and better, actually. Yeah, and we're just going to... Uh, I'll set some lawn chairs up in the back of the truck, and yeah. we're just going to throw rocks at things. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> and occasionally a car will drive by, and we'll point at it, and we'll be like, oh, that's a... Yeah. And then we'll go back to throwing stuff. <laughs> Honestly, this sounds lovely. Yeah, and there won't so be any it, graboids. Um, no. As far as I can so tell. So is somebody, is somebody going to like jump out of nowhere and like yell stampede at some point no. to make sure everybody gets scared? <laughs> no, we're... This is a prequel, actually, oh, okay. to Tremors. Okay. This is just how Val and Earl spend For their time. For 1375, I'll move out with you uh, to Marfa, Texas, and we'll start up a side gig uh, just repairing... Just fixing things Just being poorly. fixing people. Yeah. Yeah. Just I imagine, being two handymen. Oh. You don't want to fix it too good. Then you get what I'm asking business. is, please pay me a bit of money so that I can drive out to the middle of nowhere and become a handyman. It's become my dream. A, become a handyman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, to continue with the bumps, uh, of course, our Twitter is at TokyoLivesCast. Uh, many of you guys know that because you guys voted for this episode through the <laughs> poll there or either through our Facebook. Uh, that is also where uh, the images will be posted to that Rob 
will be making for the next episode to give you the hints, uh, both on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Facebook, of course, just search Tokyo Lives. You'll find us there. Um, and, of course, at our Twitter, me and Rob are super super active, post fan things, post like fun mm-hmm. things that we find. Uh, I think I even shared one of the two games uh, posts already at some point earlier. Um, so, But we'll repost them onto the, the comments of this episode like we always do. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, go to iTunes. Uh, search Tokyo Lives. Leave us a review. We will read it on the cast. Hopefully on time. I will try and be better at keeping track of it. <laughs> eventually. Uh, eventually we'll read it on the cast. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, TokyoLivesPodcast.com is our actual website. Uh, check out some articles there. Uh, as we talked about last time, I wrote a breakdown of why I thought King of the Monsters did not do very well in the box office. Uh, we, Marissa and I, are working on another Tokyo Noms together, so that should be coming at some point soon in the future. Don't know exactly when. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, eventually, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, we will be starting a uh, some video content uh, that will be posted onto that site and youtube or twitch or somewhere we don't know but uh we'll see what happens somewhere where uh, you can see moving pictures <laughs> moving pictures uh but yeah that's that's all the bumps so Woo-hoo. uh hope you guys enjoyed uh us talking about trimmers and on the fringe episode is this the first on the fringe of this year have we done another on the fringe did we i think this was the first i think this was the first yeah did, was rain of fire the, no yeah rain of fire wasn't this year right no, that, that was, was last year was it was before y'all yeah. moved, so yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. first first on the fringe of the year. Whoa. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. Whoa. And if you didn't, I respect you sticking with it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening to the end of the episode, if you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. And uh, like, like we all said, uh, look forward to the vote uh, coming soon to a Twitter and Facebook near you. <sighs> yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. You guys, you, I think the most important thing about this episode is that now we can be tied into the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon overs. Oh, we did it. We we're did it, it, everyone. We're in it. We arrived. It's true. <laughs> That's it. We cut it there. All right.